Welcome to It's the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by Hazel Brown. A healthcare leader, wife, mom, and career coach. If you're big on authenticity, personal development, perseverance, and transparency, you're in the right place. Join Hazel each week as she shares stories and drops some gems or talks to successful professionals and business owners who've agreed to share the parts of success that typically gets X'd out on social media because that's the part you need to see and hear. The process. The process. Go ahead and subscribe. You don't want to miss out on these transparent stories and discussions that reveal highs, lows, aha moments, and nuggets that will help you to grow and glow. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks so much for tuning in to the It's the Human Experience podcast. If you're not already subscribed or following us, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Listen, it's up in the top when you're listening to the episode, you just scroll on up to the top and you should see something that says follow or subscribe, depending on what podcast platform you're listening to us from. Nonetheless, I'm going to also solicit you to take a selfie if you're selfie ready. I want to see you. I want to connect. We're talking about loneliness in this episode in terms of connection and the way that PBS shared in January of 2023. So yes, 2023, 60% of people reporting that they're feeling lonely on a regular basis. And we're going to cut that out. Listen, we are going to cut that out. When we think about mental health, reaching our goals and all the things, it's very important that we have that sense of connection. If you listen to episode four with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you already know that is a part of our needs. We need to feel like we are connected. We belong in all the things. That's a need. That is not a want. Nonetheless, go ahead and take that selfie. Tag me at It's the Human Experience so I can know who's listening, right? I would put a a follower to a face, if you will, and we could really make sure that we are growing and glowing together. In case you're thinking, this may be a post-pandemic problem. No, sweetie, it's not a post-pandemic problem. This actually exists. Back in 2018, Cigna did another study where nearly half of the U.S. reported feeling lonely or isolated sometimes. And I want to talk to you about the meaning of loneliness. Is when our need for reward, social contact, or relationship is not met. Loneliness does not just mean physical state of literally being alone. It's really feeling heard, seen, understood. And let's be real, many times you can be connected to someone and not feel heard, seen, or understood. That meaningful connection is so important. That sense of isolation, disconnection, not feeling grounded and understood by others. And I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, I am very deep. Like if the conversation is not deep, I don't want it. I am not a surface level person. So I must admit there has been many times in my life where I have felt alone or lonely despite having people around me that loves me. So I want to make sure I practice with that. Many times, just because someone says they feel alone, it doesn't mean that they don't feel loved. 
It does not mean that they don't feel like they have people around them that cares about them. It's simply that they don't feel heard, seen, or understood. That deep connection, that relatability, that ability to be around people that get you to where they're not bent whole on misunderstanding you in terms of the kind of person that you are. And so I must say this, for me, it's not even a grief thing in the sense of losing my mother, because granted, I feel more alone without my mother. Prior to her passing, I remember back in like 2016, telling her I feel so alone sometimes. And it had to do with just kind of growing and moving to the next level, accomplishing your goals and having some, you know, less than third world problems that you're trying to discuss with people that don't understand what it is you're referring to. Because it's like, sweetie, you shouldn't be happy considering all the things that are potentially working out in your life. But the reality is once you graduate from your problems that you had in the previous level of your life, you have some newfound problems. And if you don't have people that can relate and understand the the muck and the things that you're experiencing, you end up feeling somewhat alone in those instances. So I just wanted to make sure I recorded this episode, especially since we talk so much about mental health, growth, personal development, professional development. It is okay if you are feeling alone. It is normal. It is clearly 60% post-pandemic is experiencing that feeling as well. And when we think about social media and all the things, people, even kids, they're outside less. They're not running up and down the streets like they used to. They're on the game. So that connection or those hours on the phone. I remember when I was in middle school, high school, I'm on the phone for hours. The reality is, sweetheart, you want to make some coins. As an adult, you can't be on the phone for hours. You got work to do. So we talk about in other episodes, like the importance of play, the importance of making sure that you take time for self-care, the importance of making sure that your life balance wheel is full in the sense that we are not only working on the coin, we are working on making sure that we're spending time with family, we're spending time with self, we're spending time with our people that we care and love the most. Because life is short. If you listen to episode seven, then you already know our life expectancy is at 79 years. And if we're thinking about all the hours and years we're spending, we want to make sure that we are getting our time back. Nonetheless, I'm going to go ahead and jump further into the episode because loneliness is a public health problem. One in every three Americans feel lonely based on a Harvard study. And humans need, you heard me say need a million and one times already, but they need deep social connections for their well-being, both their physical and mental well-being. So that trust, respect, support, emotional support, and sense of belonging, it's a need, a need to happen. Listen, we're going to make it happen. If you're not new to this podcast, you already know, I'm going to school you. We're going to learn. We're going to learn together. There's four types of loneliness, emotional, social, situational, and chronic. So chronic clearly is ongoing. Situational, something that's going on in your life, whether it's money, you're working from home, just different things in your life that's creating that feeling of loneliness. Granted, I'm introverted slash extroverted, 
on the cusp or all the things, right? Sometimes I want social interaction, but I am at home and it's like, I miss being in the office. But then when I think about the office, I'm like, no, I don't. Let's be real. Like, no, I don't. Then there's social. You could be shy, just having that social awkwardness. Maybe it could be self-esteem, whatever the case may be. And then emotional just comes from within. If you have some emotional loneliness, it's from within. It could be grief, something that you're going through. Maybe you just had a breakup, whatever the case may be. But I always like to get into the root of what things mean from the basic sense before we talk about all of the things related to it. Because listen, if we don't learn, we need to know all the things, right? Mindfulness practices can truly help you with all of that. Like when we talk about journaling, making sure that you are still enough to reflect, making sure that you gauge and manage your feelings, physical exercise helps with all of this. You want to make sure like dopamine and all the different feelings that you get from exercise, that connection, that serotonin, all those things play a big role in making sure that you feel whole. So I want you to remember that like building friendships is something that's important. I know for me at this stage of my life, we don't create boundaries already in our life, right? We know what we want and what we don't want. We know people have motives. We know that people don't necessarily have your back all the way. And maybe I'm speaking from my value system. So I'm gonna rewind a little bit. For me, it's important that, yes, we're having deep conversations about life. I want to get into the soul of who you are as a person. I don't want to know what the weather was. I don't care. Listen, if there's no hurricane, no tornado, no earthquake, we're not talking about the weather other than the fact that it's hot because that's what easily. Nonetheless, I want to get to the heart of who you are and I want to know that you have my back wholeheartedly, meaning it's not because I'm up. It's not because I'm in the middle. It doesn't matter that I'm down and below you. You're the kind of person where you believe in me. You want to see me win. You're going to pour into my cup and I'm going to pour into your cup. Reciprocacy is so important to me. Like I'm going to pour. You don't have to question that because for me, I value friendship. I I just love pouring for people that I don't even know. So if I consider you a friend, I'm going to pour. Listen, I'm a Leo. We're going to pour. And so what I've learned over the years is I have to be very careful with my network and my circle because I can't be pouring and filling your cup to where it's runneth over and you sitting over there holding on to every drop, not willing to give back anything. I digress. What's really helpful and has helped me is I like create meetup events. I build connections through the groups that I create for like relatability, like mindedness and things like that. But join groups that are related to the hobbies, passions, and your interests. And be authentic in whatever boundaries you have, whatever values you have, who you are at heart. Y'all, I would not be me if I did not talk about compatibility when it comes to signs. I talk about being a Leo all the time because I am a proud Leo. So I'm going to start with fire signs, right? So fire signs are considered Leos, Aries, and Sagittarius. They're compassionate. They are energetic. They like to give advice. They're confident. They're caring. And then, of course, going to give some quirks. They're impatient. And so then when you think about that, it's just really important to understand like characteristics 
of different signs, but also understanding that it's really generalizations to where you can find differences in every sign that are similar to who you are and how you are. And a lot of that has to do with nature and nurture. Listen, if you're raised by someone who has distinctive values and boundaries around certain things and expectations, then you're going to inherently develop those traits, skills, that energy based on nurture, right? So you want to think about that. So if I'm talking about different things and you're like, wait, that reminds me of me, but I'm not an air sign. It, it could happen. It's very possible. I often find that some of these personality traits are spot on, but then there's other times where I'm like, no, that just doesn't make any sense. So I share that with you to say, take what you need and leave what you don't. Gonna move on to air signs. So air signs are Gemini's, Libra's, Aquarius. They're intellectual, ambitious. They're known to be, is how I should have said that. They're social. They like to communicate. Listen, we're gonna say it that way. They're creative. And then sometimes their quirks are they're indecisive and they can detach. Listen, I know some folks that this is true for, but okay, we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> and water signs are Cancer, Scorpios, Pisces. Listen, I have Cancers in my house. There's some Cancers in my house. And I have a Scorpio. So my husband, my twins, they're Cancers, and my oldest is a Scorpio. So I am full with water all around this fire, but they can't put me out. They're emotional, intuitive, empathetic, compassionate, creative. They can imagine a lot of stuff. And they be over here imagining everything. And so some of their quirks are they're sensitive and they're moody. Oh, child, y'all pray for me because I'm over here in all this water. Then there's the earth signs. Those are your Tauruses, Virgos, and Capricorns. Capricorn Aquarius. I don't know why I want to sing that song. But they're practical. They're relatable. They're grounded. They're stable. They're known to be hardworking. Listen, they're supposedly sensual. And they like physical pleasure. Okay. Some of their quirks are they're stubborn and overly cautious. I need y'all to think about all of the things I talked about. Like, I'm not going to go into what sign is compatible with what, because that's neither here nor there. Listen, just know that sometimes when you're seeing the way that people show up, it could have to do with their signs, just who they are as a person. So it's all the things to think about. I know for me, when I've thought about connection in the past, I've typically connected with other fire signs. Like I love my Aries. My mom was an Aries. Two younger sisters, that's a Sagittarius. We just end up connecting. Think about connections. The reason why I brought up signs, there's all sorts of theories around about who's compatible with who. And I don't know about everyone. And like I said, this is all generalization, but I found that I quickly connect with other fire signs. So Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, like we easily connect in the sense that we typically get each other. There's some kind of easy, like an easy button in terms of relatability when it comes to just our, how passionate we are, how confident we are, how courageous we are, how enthusiastic we can be. Like I'm a goal getter. I'm result oriented. I can't help it. I was born like that. And so it's so normal and natural for them to see that and be like, girl, I see you. While you may talk to someone else who's like, calm down, simmer down. And that will easily make you feel unheard, misunderstood and lonely. So that is why I decided to share this factor because it can play a role. But I've connected 
real good with some Tauruses, with Libras, Geminis, Aquarius. My daughter is a Scorpio. We really get each other, but she be in your face too much. So sometimes I'm like, girl, bad, back, get out of my face. And then of course, like my husband's a Cancer, have a sister, a brother, Listen, too many people in my family is a cancer. And so I love just how sincere they are and how they show up for you. And so for me, that is a big trait that's important because I value the value system of I'm with you no matter what. We rocking, right? And so you have to think about like what your value system is when you set up your world and the people that you connect to. But definitely don't push people away because you meet them and you're like, wait, it said I'm not compatible with you. I can't be your friend. Stop. That's not true. There's nature, there's nurture, and this is all generalization. But just think about it a little bit. So I don't want to hear anyone else say that they don't know about signs. You know high level about signs. Listen, I can't tell you if I'm in moon, Jupiter, Pluto, and Mars, like I'm not that advanced, all the things. So you got to find someone else to do that. But I at least want you to be well-versed as I'm not going to have you out here saying, I don't know this. I don't know that, but I want this. And I want that in order for you to get the things you want, you have got to expose yourself to different thoughts, perspectives, theories, because in order for you to get to that next level, you have to come out of your comfort zone. You can't just think to yourself that I don't know this. That is not something I believe in, but you know nothing about that thing. I want you to spend some time empowering and enlightening yourself by learning about different theories, whether you're getting the cliff note version or not, so that you can at least be able to say, I don't like X, Y, Z because this is what I've learned about it. And for me, it does not relate and it does not hold any value to my belief system. So we've talked a little bit about overall feeling of loneliness, the four types of loneliness, how important having deep connections are, how important it is to make sure that you properly perform self-care, build connections that are meaningful, understand what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you're not in terms of boundaries, right? We're going to set some boundaries. <laughs> listen, everybody is not for you, but the people that's for you, listen, they are going to love you. And so don't shrink yourself. Show up as your authentic self. That's what we talked about. We talked a little bit about the signs. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is love languages. Love language plays such an important role in understanding how someone receives love, how they give love, and all the things. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the five love languages. I need you to understand your own because you might wonder why you don't feel loved. It could be that the person that you have close ties to, that you're always around, their love language is not your love language. So they might say, honey, you're beautiful. Friend, I am so proud of you. Friend, you win it. Oh, honey, you glowing. Oh, look at that. I'm so, oh my God. And their love languages, their affirmations, their words of affirmations, right? So they think that they are doing the damn thing every time they compliment you and affirm, edify, make you feel like you are it. But guess what happened? Your love language is physical touch. You want a hug. Child, and they don't want to be hugged, touched, pushed, nothing. They don't want it. They don't want it. 
and you're wondering how is it that you guys have been friends or you've been in a relationship for so long or you've worked for this person and they don't show up for you. They don't make you feel loved. But every day they're telling you that you are it. But guess what? You didn't realize that everyone loves differently and everyone wants to be loved differently, which is why I wanted to make sure that I included this in the episode when we think about loneliness, needing that connection and working on better connecting and not feeling so lonely. Like we want to move over from the 60% of Americans that said that they feel lonely and be like those 40% that they live in their best life, hopefully, you know, because there's other problems, there's other things. Listen, you're going to have something. So I digress before I kind of get into the thick of how you and someone might not understand your love language. I'll first explain the love languages, right? We're going to make it make sense. So words of affirmation is a verbal expression of love, such as compliments, encouragement, or kind words. So that is one love language. Another love language is acts of service. It's doing things for someone. It's cooking, errands, laundry, right? Clean my kitchen. Oh, Jesus. It's clean, but (laughs) I, I love it. Like when my husband cleans up and I didn't expect him to clean up something, ooh, like I am here for it, but I'm definitely more affirmations than I am acts of service. But nonetheless, you know, I I think I want it all. I've said that before. I want it all. The money, the cup. Yeah, I don't want that. But anyway, listen, gifts. That's giving or receiving gifts. That could be your love language. That's number three. Quality time, number four. Spending time. Listen, that undivided attention. Then there's also physical touch to where, you know, I want you to hold me, touch me, and deep in my soul, never let it go. I don't know why that song came to my mind, but you know what I mean? Like clearly serenading you is not a love language, but you know, maybe you like that. Nonetheless, it is so important that we keep in mind what our love language is, as well as how the people in our circle prefer to be loved. Because many times that disconnect might not be that the people around you don't love you, don't understand you, don't value you. They don't see you. They don't hear you. It could be that you don't understand your love language and how you need to be loved You don't understand theirs. And so you are not showing up for them in the way that makes them feel seen, heard, or valued. Guys, I wanted to get into all the things because as we grow and glow together, I want us to feel whole. And in order for us to feel whole, we got to talk about all the things. We got to get into the nitty gritty and make sure that we are leveling up together. If you found this episode of value, please, please, please leave a comment. I need the ratings, the comments. I told you I'm affirmations. I need it. It's not a want, it's a need. So go ahead, (laughs) so extra. Go ahead and leave a comment. Let me know what your takeaways are, what your favorite episode is. Take that selfie and tag me at It's the Human Experience. Make sure you follow us. And if you're listening and you're like, listen, I have a story to share with the world in terms of overcoming, getting to the next level, working on personal development where I thought I couldn't, but I did, reach out to me. I am here for it. I want to make sure that we are sharing the gems 
impacting the masses, and helping people to become their best self. Because it's not if you have it, it's just putting it into action and betting on yourself. And that's what we do at It's the Human Experience. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that I brought nuggets, value, and all the things. Go ahead, keep living your best life. We hope you caught all those gems. So here for all of it. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a gem. Write a review so that we know to keep bringing you episodes like this. And check us out online at itsthehumanexperience.com to keep up with us. Keep growing and glowing. Catch you on the next episode.